When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. And welcome back to the Roker Report Extra Podcast. Had a bit of a mistake starting here. We, uh, I accidentally posted this live. Hopefully we're not live at the minute. I think I've made sure we're not. The beauty of this is I have our first returning extra guest and he's, he's back pretty quick, if I'm honest with you. We've got Joe again uh, to talk uh, Walsall because Walsall have done the dirty and we've got to play them twice. How are you doing, Joe? You all right? I'm all right, mate. I think it's exactly, is it exactly seven days since I was last on. It's come around quick, hasn't it? Yeah. First returning guest, but we we wanted you back that much. I've got to be honest. I'm pleased you were. I'm pleased you were a good chat last week because imagine if you were like terrible chat and I had to do that again for like that's forty true, minutes. That's true. That's true. That would have been awkward, <laughs> wouldn't it? And I guess the best thing about this one is like we kind of found out a bit about Walsall last week, but we found out like loads more about each other on Saturday. Um, and I feel like there's one or two talking points. I'm just going to kick straight off. Now, you you were obviously at the game. I was at the game on Saturday. Max Power, I was adamant it was a red card, if I'm honest. I've been proven wrong. I'm an idiot. I'm a total fool. How did you feel about the whole Max Power thing? Um, I've got to be honest. I didn't um, think it was a red. I mean, in, in my job, I have to write a report that goes on the whistle, basically. Within five minutes of the game finishing, I like to have my match report online. So whenever anything happens that I feel is going to give me a slight little moment to write and catch up, I, I have to like take it. So. I saw the two of them go in. It was Liam Kinsella, the Walsall player. I saw them go in, and to me, it looked it looked a 50-50. So I, I just put my head down, and I, mean, I, did, I didn't even know it was Max Power. Um, and then I just I put my head down, and I was typing away. And then all of a sudden, I sort of heard the fact that this red card had been given. And I was looking, purely because of our conversation last week, um, I, was, I was uninterested to see who the player was, and I could not believe it when it was Max Power walking towards us, because... I mean, what was it, his third red card in six league games or something? His third red card in six league games, but I think it's his third red, it was his third red card in four league starts. Um, and I saw a stat. Did you know, I think in 200 league games for Wigan, he never got a red card. No, never got one for Tranmere either. Never no. got one. For, never been sent off before he came to Sunderland. Absolutely mental, yeah. So I couldn't believe it. Um, couldn't believe it when, when he was the chap walking towards us. I mean, I mean, we were immediately trying to find out what that means. I think it would have been a five-game ban, wouldn't it, if it was up now? It would have been five-game, and I think it would have went into six because the Checker Trade trophy apparently counts, but it doesn't count. I haven't got a clue what that means, but it's the past two times Checker Trade games have caught him and he's not been suspended and he has been. I have no idea. I just know he doesn't play in them when he gets red-carded, but apparently it doesn't count, but I don't know. What do I know? 
Um, oh, bizarre this season, yeah. It's really strange. One thing that came out a lot about the Max Power stuff, because, again, I've got to be honest, when it first happened, I was like, what an idiot. He's, he's done it. Like, he's done it again. Like, you shouldn't have dove in. And I guess naivety. But when you watched the back, it was, it was just a 50-50. But what was quite funny before the appeal and we knew what the outcome was, a lot of people were showing, like, stills of Kinsella's tackle. And Kinsella's actually the one that goes in quite wildly. When you watch your back, are you surprised he didn't get a red as well? Yeah, well, it's funny. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up, actually, about the stills. Because I saw one, not I don't know if it was still in the game, or very shortly after, where it almost looked like Max Power's boot was on Kinsella's ankle. Um, which made me think maybe that's why it was given a red card. Because Dean Keats, in fairness to him, he sort of like slapped Max Power on the back as he walked down the tunnel. Um, almost to say I didn't think that was a red card. And he came out straight away and said he didn't think it was a red card. But when I saw that picture, I thought, mm, maybe I can see why the ref has given it, because he did look a little bit high. Um, but then, like you say, I've seen that one with Liam Kinsella, and, and for a split second, he has got two feet off the ground, doesn't he? And you could, he, he, I mean, uh, it, it could have been given, couldn't it? It really could have been given, but... I yeah, definitely. The reality is it was a 50-50, wasn't it? And um, the right, probably, well, it's the right decision now that it's been rescinded, but... I mean, and to be honest, I'm glad he was sent off because I think he might have won by a substantial margin if he hadn't have been. And it was a vastly different game, wasn't it? That first sort of 20 minutes was, I mean, I felt like we were in total control. What was it, like eight or nine corners or something? And then Max Power goes off and... It's funny you mentioned because when I was watching the when I was watching the game, I thought just go at them, like make them lose their confidence. I remember you saying, you know, that they don't believe how good they are. And the thing is, when Max Power got sent off, it almost like Walsall kind of went, oh well, we're going to have to go for it now. And then when they got a bit of success, it was almost like they thought, well, hang on, we, we can definitely win this. You were the better side from Power getting sent off, but it, before that, it just seemed it seemed like total control, didn't it, from our end? Yeah, I mean the first. 20 minutes I mean I was sat there watching it behind my hands really I think it was it was eight corners it was eight corners in 13 minutes wasn't it and I think like our centre forward Andy Cook I mean he headed away more than half of them um, it was just one after the other and everyone you look so lively um, and then yeah I mean the bleeping the with him strange I spoke to uh, Josh Gordon afterwards he, he was he started the game up front and he literally said that they went in at half time and that was when they believed they could do it um, they're such, they're so frustrating, Walsall, because they do. It's what exactly what I said last week. But they are so young, they're so inexperienced. They're either young or the players they've got that are more senior are playing in this level for probably the first season. Some of them are into their second season. But belief is just a massive thing with them. And I think it was at halftime they realised they could actually get something from. Well, could, could win the game perhaps. Um, and they flew out the traps, didn't they, at the start of the second half? And well, scored, scored. The first goal was a really good team goal, and then the second goal was an absolute thunderbolt. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just well, that is well, honestly that is Walsall. You've seen it all on Saturday. That'll be our season in over ninety minutes. You've seen the seen how good they can be at times, and then you've seen seen that lack of nous and that lack lack of experience, and it's come back to cost them again because the two goals um, Walsall conceded. I mean, I could talk about them all day. I won't I won't bore you to death with them, but. Um, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous when you watch them back and go through them they're just ridiculous goals to concede and it's it was weird because like what I don't know you had 10 men I know you had 10 men but at the end of the day you're Sunderland and you've got out your team sheet is just ridiculous so to win that game even against 10 men for 65 minutes would have been massive for Walsall like it was just 
it was such like it was it just would it would have lifted it would have lifted everyone. It was such a big it would have been such a big result. But at the end, it it felt worse than a loss um, because you couldn't not feel like well you haven't even managed to beat them with ten men. You couldn't not feel like that. So afterwards, it was really deflating. So it's going to be. Well, it's going to be fascinating at the weekend to see how see how Walsall's players go into it again after after that, like being being def- utterly deflated last time out. And it was it's I'm actually looking forward to Saturday's game. I'll be honest, I'm I'm looking forward to like every game. But if I was to say which game are you like excited for the next few weeks, or at least excited for, sorry, it would have been like oh, well, the Walsall game, the FA Cup, like it'll be the second week we've played them, blah 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 blah. But I think um, I'm actually looking forward to it because it got a bit niggly, didn't it? Yeah, it was really, really fiery, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, we we also got these players where uh, um, we can swear we can swear on this podcast, can we or not? Yeah, yeah, of course we can. Walsall fans call it bastardry. They love bastardry. So <laughs> yes, and under under Dean Smith, but like Dean Smith, like the, the Villa manager now, he's he's as nice as it gets. There's nothing. There's no there's no bastardry about him. He's just a lovely guy who wants to play lovely football and everything's like nicey nice. So. They didn't have that for a long time, but now they've got players. I don't know if you noticed Josh Janelli when he scored his goal. He went, I did. He went straight over <laughs> to your fans, didn't he? Uh, did. Ear, yeah. ear out. Um, we've got another lad like that, Morgan Ferrier. You, they do. I mean, and Andy Cook as well. I mean, I tell you, Cook is actually um, a Newcastle fan, and he is absolutely desperate to score against you. If he scores on Saturday, <laughs> there's going to be a riot because he will give it. Big to your fans, it's going to be really awkward. I hope we'll still have a few more stewards in, but um, but yeah, they love all that, and like that's those three in particular, they love winding up the opposition fans. And it it's one of those things, isn't it, in football where if it's your players, you love it, don't you? Oh, you do, and I mean, you know what? We haven't had anyone like that in our team for a while, and Chris Maguire's kind of been the one this season. But it was it was funny when uh, Janelli scored because I remember, I mean. We, from our end, it was like you celebrated the opposite end of where, where I was sitting, but you were like, oh, bloody hell, that's a good goal. That, that, that's probably it. That's probably game over. We're not going to pull this back. And then you've seen a bit of argy-bargy with him and Honeyman. And I don't know whether you saw at the end, when we equalised, Honeyman went straight back at him. And I know it seems like daft, petty, childish behaviour, but you kind of love that bastard, you don't you? We call it shithousing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just love shithousing people. Like, it's brilliant. And this is kind of why I like League One because they're just like lads isn't it really I know it sounds daft but like I hate using the term lads and banter I hate terms like that but it is kind of just like that it's like players that just really want to (laughs) win talking about the celebrations after our second one there's been a lot of talk about that celebration and I I wrote an article yesterday which thankfully went down all right I think what a lot of people didn't realize about that celebration on Saturday was it was almost like it was a team effort between the fans and us and it was the fans and, and the team, sorry, but when you look at like the the reason for the celebrations, it obviously, yeah, you're pulling the back with ten men. Uh, yes, it's only a draw, and we should have really realistically been winning. But it was kind of like a an analogy for the entire turnaround of of Sunderland Football Club. It's like I think we almost were on the verge of like death. Like I think many many people outside <laughs> of Sunderland thought, "Ah, oh, you're done." Like that's something done at the end of last season, and yeah. being really reinvigorated this season. And it was like it's a real togetherness and a real unity. It wasn't like a relief. Um, but I don't know how much of the celebrations you saw, but I'm curious, how did it look from the outside looking in? Because it was great fun to be part of. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I looked awesome, to be fair. I mean, you can't. 
it's, it's exactly what you said, really. But, I mean, you can't legislate what a good result it was. I mean, two, you've had 10 men for 65 minutes, and you've pulled it back to 2-2. Two, two. I mean, that, that is a mammoth effort, isn't it? From going 2-0 down with 10 men um, to get it back to 2-2 two, two is just... And I could, everything you said there, I was, I was so impressed um, with, with just the togetherness, really, on Saturday. I was, I was really, really um, impressed with your boss, Jack Ross. I listened to his presser afterwards, but... On the on the touchline throughout the game, he was just—I mean, he, to be honest, he was scary. Um, the way he was shouting orders, the way he was going at the referee—I mean, he was, he was, he was intimidating. He was a completely different character after the game. When I just, I just ear dropped on his presser, um, but you could really sense that you're it, you, you are in it together, aren't you? You're, you're scrapping for yeah. each other. You could really see that, um, <clears throat> and I, and it's the belief, really. I think even when you went two 0 down, I mean. McGeady's goal comes at a really good time for you. There's still half an hour, half an hour to go. If Walsall could have hung on for another 10, 15 minutes, it really would have been harder to get back in the game. But you could tell that they never believed they were out of it. Um, and they were just scrapping for, for each other, weren't they? You could really see that. And you could really see at the end that, I don't know which, who it was. Was it, was it Honeyman who sort of like ran over to where you were and was like uh, mental with his arms? Yeah, that that was that was Honeyman kind of did that to um he kind of if you watch it back, he celebrates in front of Ginelli, he kind of like rubs it into him and gives him a back. And then kind of everyone just piles in. And I don't know whether you saw, but Luke O'Neill kind of like basically like just jumped on the Sunderland fan and celebrated with him on the floor. I don't know what yeah. went through his mind, but it looked it looked awesome. But we've been getting so much stick for that. So much stick as if like and you, you know what I mean. Take away the stick and 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 people misunderstanding it. Do you find that quite disrespectful to Walsall? There's been a lot of people being like, "Oh, it's only little Walsall and stuff like that," but like, it's quite disrespectful, isn't it? What the way you celebrate it? No, I mean the the, the fact that like people are saying, you know, oh, you shouldn't be celebrating the two-two draw against Walsall. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh no, yeah, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, name me how many times can you remember? that you've been down to 10 men in the first half, you've been 2-0 down, you've come back to get a draw out of the game. I mean, is it, when does that never. happen? It never happens. It never happens. That was, you've, that was an absolutely massive result. Walsall are, are a really good side. I mean, the, the belief issue is a thing. They make individual areas. They did it last night at Portsmouth. There's, Walsall are, are, are a team sort of, they're on their way, basically. Give them, give them another 18 months. They're going to be, I believe, they'll hopefully be challenging up in the top six. But, they're a good side, and you're in at the end of the day. You're in League One now, aren't you? I mean, you're a massive yeah. club, but you are in League One now. Um, so I just think that's uh, uh, to be honest. If, if anyone watched that game, no, you can't like say anything against Sunderland for the fight and the belief they've shown. No one could. You can't not be impressed by that. Um, so if anyone, if anyone gives it, you can't listen to anyone who says otherwise. Really, if it was their team that did that, they'd be absolutely overjoyed. Oh, and that's bang on. I mean, someone said something that really, really hit, hit the nail on the head for me. They said, I think a lot of teams are looking at that and criticising it because of the league we're in and the, the alleged smaller team that we're playing. But is that not just a fear of if they dropped down that fast, they wouldn't even be there. They would be AWOL. I mean, people forget. Yeah, it's, we have a big fan base and, and stuff like that. But how many fan bases stick around after two successful relegations and sell out every single away game, no matter which. I mean, we took me 2,000 to Morecambe in the Checker Trade Trophy for a competition we'd already qualified for. And I don't mean to blow our own trumpet because I know that, you know, our, our support verges on 
probably a little bit unhinged. Do you know what I mean? Like why, I was thinking to myself, why the hell have I bought tickets to go to Accrington? It's because I just love Sunderland. There's no two ways about it. But the amount of stick that we got after that from numerous different clubs about our celebration, it, it just really baffled me. And, and I'm really pleased that you said it looked awesome because I felt like it was awesome. <laughs> and like the amount of times I've seen an away team celebrate and I've, our home team went in the away game, and you see the celebration, and everyone going nuts, and you just think, and it doesn't matter that they're playing Sunland, you know what I mean? It still looks awesome when people are enjoying themselves, and I thought it was a bloody good game on Saturday. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I wouldn't have enjoyed it if we lost, but, like, it was a good game. It was, like, second half, it got a bit end-to-end. It was nervy from your end. We got a bit nervy. You came into it. We dominated the first 20 minutes. It was a red card talking point. It was four goals. It was like Walsall away will be something I remember for a long, long time. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. But I get the feeling that Saturday might be a little bit more of a uh, (laughs) damp squib. (laughs) I don't know why, but... Yeah, I can't see it being quite... I mean, do you take it as seriously, the FA Cup? Do you you think you'll name a team as similar team to what was there last Saturday? I thought Jack Ross would maybe play a bit safer in the FA Cup because he's played, I think, the game... In the Checker Trade Trophy, he's played more or less youngsters um, and a couple of first-teamers that maybe need game time. In the um, League Cup, we got beat in the first round of Chef Wed, but he, he played the majority of what at that point was first-team with a couple of fringe players. So I thought when it came to Port Vale, because, I mean, the onus is on getting promotion and simple as that. But against Port Vale, he played the full team. He played like he's full starting 11, like front to back. There was no... Uh, interesting. He dropped Madger, I think, um, and played Sinclair instead, but that was the only one. So yeah, I think he'll, I think he will play his, his full team. And I think in a, in a way, I'm kind of hoping there's a little bit of like nitty gritty again, because I think that could make it a good game. I just hope there's no injuries or anything like that. But I mean, obviously you're, you're in and around the, the Walsall camp, but has that result last week, has that kind of dampened their spirits? Obviously we've had a game in between. We beat Barnsley last night. You got beat off Portsmouth. Um, I think on the record, they'll say that they want to get one over you. Um, I think the reality might be, I think that, I think that the spirits have been dented to be honest. I think, um, I think you are just such a good side um, and with such good players that I think, um, that, like I said earlier, I think it, it didn't feel like a draw. It felt like a defeat. It felt worse than a defeat. So I don't know. It's going to be really, really interesting. I'd love to think that Walsall would have, they, they might, they, I do think there's a lot of character in the team. So I do think they will come out with a point to prove. Um, I just think if you scored early um, or get the first goal, I think then you might see. Yeah, that's what I imagine will happen, actually. I think Walsall will come out with a point to prove. They'll definitely try and get revenge. And if they score first, I think it could be a real, real tasty battle. But if you score first, there's been a couple of times this season where, maybe not with the first goal, but if Walsall have conceded a second, their heads have dropped. But I think because of the quality you have got, I think if you did score first, having not beaten been able to beat 10 men I think they 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 would be a bit down being 1-0 down against 11 but anything can happen can't it who knows you might have another red card for Max yeah. Power you never know, might happen oh so. god I, I really hope not because the, the the poor lad played last night against Barnsley and he had a good game but he didn't look like Max Power he looked a little bit held back at points um I mean it didn't really affect his game too much but of a, a, I mean, he's a good player. He's, he's one of our best midfielders. But you could tell he was holding back a little bit 
not, not holding back as in bottling challenges. Just he was, you could tell there was something going through his head when a 50 50 was coming up, where normally he'd be straight into it. Yeah, um, I mean, that's understandable, though, isn't it? After everything yeah. that's gone on, it'll just probably take him a couple of games, won't it? And they'll be back into it. But yeah, yeah I hope he's so. Been really unlucky. He seemed really down in his press conference last night, even though he won, he said it would be the most difficult few days of his professional career and stuff like that. But um, he, he had a bit of a joke on Twitter today. Somebody said, next time Luke 9 scores, someone should, like one of the players should dive on him. Um, like he did with a fan on Saturday at Walsall. And he turned around and he said, I would, but I'd probably get sent off, um, yeah. which is pretty fair crack. So it's nice to see that his sense of humour hasn't disappeared. And it, it's funny because I listened back to our, our podcast and you because I remember I said to you which players do you fear the most and you mentioned Max Power and I says well yeah I said, he's a good player but then he went and got sent off and I was, I was going livid about it because I just thought you didn't need to make that tackle but then in the cold light of day when I watched it back I was kind of like ah that was a yellow at best I think and I think the other lad uh, Kinsella had his feet in the air as well but I, th- I think he'll play again on Saturday and I think that could be quite good for his mental strength to go back to the ground where probably he probably felt quite low going off that pitch just coming back obviously we've spoken a lot about Max Power but you mentioned a few players that you were nervous of and, and Madger was one of them because I think he's one of the first names on the sheet and but he didn't have a very good game on Saturday but Aidan McGeady was brilliant I was wondering what you thought of the team when you watched them because you've played Portsmouth this week as well and I think it's fair to say we look like the top two teams you'd be going for the probably the championship maybe if I'm not kind of speaking a little bit too soon but how impressed were you with certain individuals for us and how do we compare to Portsmouth and who who's been the most impressive I think you would oh that's a really tough question I I, I did a speaking I did a video after the Sunderland game and I I it throughout the video I was why well, I referred to you as champions elect because you impressed me that much I really really thought you were going to win the league um but I have to admit, I was really impressed with Portsmouth last night as well. Um, just very quickly on Portsmouth, I think what's interesting about them is they're not big names. So like your, your I mean, I've said it before, but your, your team sheet is just, wow, all the players are so well known, um, especially for League One level. Whereas like Jamal Lowe, um, Ronan Curtis, Ollie Hawkins, um, George Evans, they're not, are they? They're not, they don't, they're not, they've not got that status that your players have got in the game, but Portsmouth moved the ball so well. Um, really zip it around at pace and they create a lot of chances and really, really impressed me last night. Um, I still think I'd probably make you slight favourites. Um, well, I would make you favourites to win it um, just because of your strength and depth and, and, and the grit and the belief and your players will believe they should be in the championship and maybe even higher. Whereas I wonder if Port, a lot of Portsmouth lads there sort of working their way up the leagues and I wonder if when it gets to the actual nitty-gritty, when the pressure really is on, I think the experience your lads have got will really help them at, at, towards the end of the season. I mean, like Max Power will expect to win promotion, wouldn't he? But he does it every time he's in the league. So I think that'll be huge. But yeah, in terms of who's that, McGeady was outstanding, wasn't he, um, on Saturday? Is it, what, is it like Everything got, came off. Everything um, came off from everything he tried, just came off like for McGeady. It was, and he was brilliant again last night. And um, I've been one of his biggest detractors, but yeah, I thought he was brilliant on Saturday. And is it, I can't remember, is it Neil? Oh, Luke O'Neill, the guy who came, came on off the bench. Himself. Yep, O'Neill's been really good recently. He, we bought him from League Two. Oh, did you? Yeah, got him from Wickham. But obviously, 
last season when they were down. But um, he he didn't do that well at the start. But he, he's been coming off the bench in the past few weeks, and um, he scored last night again. And he's been he's been really impressive. It's it's nice to hear that O'Neill impressed actually because he just never stops, does he? I thought he made a big difference um, when he came on. I thought he was really, really good. But McGeady was the one that, I think he moved, he, he, he was like, well, after the red card, he moved more central, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and he just seemed to, everything, everything that was good about you went through him. And yeah, he was, it, it, and he, he perhaps more than anyone, I think, he never, ever, he always believed they could get something from the game. And you could see how much it meant to him. Every time a decision went against him, he was sort of, Rowing with officials, he was really, really up for it. And he, he led it, really, didn't he? He sort of led the fight back, in my eyes, anyway. I thought he was exceptional. Yeah, same. And I mean, because he was injured at the start of the season. So when we started doing, well, we had like Gooch on the right, we had Maguire on the left, and we had Honeyman and sort of the number 10. He sort of dropped back a little bit, Honeyman, in the past few weeks and performed better, if I'm honest. But since McGeady, he's been like, people have been like, oh, he wastes so much, he loses the ball so much. And and very much with me, I've been really frustrated with McGeady. But I think we're really seeing the fruits of a, a fit and match fit McGeady who's been managed in the right way because I think even his defensive work's impressive. And you don't expect that from Aidan McGiddy, but he was chasing everything. Even last night, you got the penalty last night, you won the penalty and he set two of the goals up. I mean, you can't be asking much more for Aidan McGiddy. And and Aidan McGiddy on that level of form is the person that's going to win you the league, isn't it? Yeah, and it shows he's buying into it, doesn't it? It shows he believes believes in the manager, believes in the team and believes he's going to be successful because I think he could easily think I mean, he, he, I mean, he, he was at Everton, wasn't he, for a while, and yeah. played for big, big clubs. And he, let's be honest, he probably does. I mean, he doesn't want to be in League One, does he? Let's be honest, he probably sees himself playing a lot higher up. So, there, I mean, there are players who would potentially just almost rely on their talent, if you know what I mean. He's probably yeah. talented enough just to like play eighty percent in League One. Um, but the fact that he's really working his socks off, and he did work his socks off on Saturday, that goes to show he's buying into Jack Ross and everything he's trying to do. So. That's why. That's why those celebrations at the end. That just that's 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 why they were so like they were because it was just such a team spirit. You could see the togetherness. You could see they never gave up. They, they want it, don't they? They want it, um, and that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, completely. I mean, going towards Saturday's game, how are the Walsall fans taking Saturday's game? Are you are you kind of dreading another pitch invasion? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I think it'll be it'll be good atmosphere, won't it? It'll be, uh, yeah. It's, it's always it's like it adds to it, doesn't it? When you play each other a week apart and you've still got the memories from the previous week, so um, it's a big week for Walsall because we've got um, we obviously lost to Portsmouth yesterday. We've got you at the weekend in the FA Cup. We've got Shrewsbury, a derby, and the Checker Trade Trophy on Wednesday. And the thing is, to be fair, Walsall have played their reserves in the Checker Trade Trophy pretty much, or they've mixed it up a little bit. But you don't want to be going out of two cup competitions in the space of four or five days. So after not getting any point after losing against Portsmouth as well. So it's ma- it's a big it's a big big game. Walsall fans are desperate for a cup run. They just haven't had one for years. Um, kept getting knocked out in the first round. Um, so they finally got through to the second round. But their Walsall fans are going to be really up for it on Saturday. So and I, I think you you lot will be as well, won't you? After I think you, your fans are just going to be determined to get the win, yeah, aren't yeah. you? We just we're, we're just having fun right now. It's like it, I mean. It, it may be laughed at because League One's not the place you allegedly want to be for a club the size of ours. But um, everyone's loving it. Like everyone's loving League One. It's like they said to us, you know, enjoy League One kind of in a, a tongue-in-cheek way. And I'll be honest, we've loved it. We've loved every last minute of it. It's been, it was really nice coming out of the ground on 
on Saturday, um, and I walked back up to get the train to Birmingham from the, the Bescott Stadium train station, and it was like all proper fans, like chatting about the game. Like there was no real animosity, which sometimes is nice. Sometimes it's like a bit of animosity, but it was like it was all well, well, well natured, like chatting about the game and the red card and what people thought about the goals and the comeback and how much fun we'd had and like. Walsall seemed to like enjoy having us there as well as much as you would have been sick that we pulled it back so yeah I think you know I, we've really liked league one I, I I liked the ground I was stuck behind the um the scoreboard so like I had the uh I didn't I didn't get a view of much at points and I'm, I'll be honest I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it two weeks in a row because I'm not that much of a diehard um my secret's out but yeah I think I think it's added a bit of spice to the game on Saturday, but um, again, like I said, it's, it's all well-natured kind of spice. Do you know what I mean? We, it's like a bunch of lads wanting to beat another bunch of lads, and it's good fun. But it's it's nice when you don't you don't lose it very often because of that little bit of extra quality you have got. But what what do you think for Saturday? Then what's your prediction? Just to just to close off. Um, I mean, it's hard it's hard to say anything other than a Sunderland win. To be honest, I mean, also. I I have to admit, I thought after 20 minutes you were going to win the game comfortably. Um, Walsall, like the, the the official line was a little bit different. They said um, that basically they weathered the storm and were growing into it. I don't know if you can remember, like after you, just before Max Power got sent off, they had a chance where um, the right back, Nicky Devlin, he sort of hit the byline, he cut a ball back to Andy Cook um, and he sort of scuffed a shot at goal, which McLaughlin had to save. That was yeah. their like, first effort on goal and they were sort of grown into that into that chance so I think they there was a sense around also they felt that um they had weathered that sort of early pressure from you uh, I, I I hope that's the that's the case um like they can that means they can sort of press on again on Saturday but I'm not I'm not sure to be honest I think I think if you if you had 11 men on Saturday you would have won and I think if you keep 11 men on this Saturday you'll probably win as well unfortunately do you think you'll play a Wigan team or do you expect a full team? Because you mentioned you had a derby and you've been playing your reserves in the checker trade, but I doubt you'll want to lose a derby game. No, no, we definitely won't play. Um, de- we'll definitely, definitely play our full-strength team. And uh, for us, for our perspective, it'd be interesting to see if if you then named a stronger side for the checker trade trophy if you did if we did beat you on Saturday. But um, no, we'll definitely, definitely go full-strength. We've got a few injuries. Um, Josh Janelli came off last night injured and was hobbling around after the game. And Zelia Smell, he came off against you, didn't he, in the first half? He did. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. So that's both our wingers. I don't know. I don't know how close Zelia was. He missed. He wasn't. He didn't travel last night. And Josh didn't look great. I mean, he could walk. He just was hobbling. So yeah. he didn't look. He didn't look great yesterday. But they're two big players, and in a four-four-two that we play, your wingers are massive, aren't they? So. Yeah, you the two big threats for me, especially Janelli. I was actually quite impressed with him. I thought we gave him a bit of the, the freedom of uh, the freedom of Walsall, like when he scored that goal. But he still had to, like leather it in the back of the net, didn't he? And he, he didn't have to do that. He, he looked dangerous when he got the ball. He got that bit of pace, and I think sometimes League One has that. But the more teams are changing and playing now, like four five one or the four three three, you kind of miss those out and out wingers that kind of just belt forward and, and they both seem to have that. So I'm not gonna deny that if they're both injured, I think, especially Janelli. If Janelli's injured, I do fancy our chances on Saturday. Yeah, well Josh Janelli for me sums up Warsaw. I don't know if you can remember like I think it was the eighty eighth minute. Did you you scored eighty ninth minute, didn't you? Um eighty yeah. eighth minute, Janelli's got the ball halfway line. In I think he intercepted some sort of diagonal ball forward and he 
Walsall broke on broke on you three on three. Ferrier's made a run, and all 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 Janelli has to do is slip him in. Um, and he massively massively overhit the pass. Um, it's ended up with your keeper, um, who's launched it. You've had one off, then you've had, then you've had one off the line, didn't you? And then before um, yeah, Matthews, yeah, Matthews before Lyndon Gooch fired in. Um, if Janelli makes that pass, if or Janelli runs to the corner, Walsall win the game in my book. Um, and I didn't I hated saying it after the game, but I said it after the game. I hated writing it from Monday's paper, but I wrote it because I didn't want to hammer Janelli because he scored a thunderbolt, didn't he? Oh, the beauty. Because um, he was, I thought he was good in the game. I thought he was like a seven out of ten good, and then he scored that thunderbolt, and then for like five ten minutes he was unplayable. He was just brilliant. Um, but he's he's given. It's awful to say it, but he has given. He has lost the ball, um, and that's allowed you to get get a point out of the game and. That's that is Walsall. That is that is a naivety. I mean, he's twenty one years old. Like that's it sums it up perfectly. Like he has got quality. We saw it, but they are young. They are inexperienced, and that's it. It came back to bite him there. So, yeah. But he's he, he when he played last night, it didn't seem to affect him. He looked bright again. He looked really, really confident again. So, if he is injured for the weekend, that is a loss. And I bang on about Zellius Smell all the time. I mean, in the league, he's as talented as anyone, but he's just very, very inconsistent. So, if he could turn it on on Saturday. And Janelli had a really good game Saturday. Walsall would be in a real within a real chance again. But yeah, if they're both out, it's, it's, it'll be a huge loss. So prediction two 0 Sunderland. I'll go with that. I'll go two 0 Sunderland. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I said I said one one on Saturday, didn't I? I was close. And I said two two. No, I said one one. You both said one one, didn't we? Oh, that's right. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we agreed with each other twice in a week. Well, you, I went first, so you're agreeing with me. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> nice way to end. <laughs> Agree. You're not coming at the weekend, no. No, 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 no. Uh I'm actually working. I actually did consider it and then I kind of checked my checked my sanity and thought I don't need that day off. Um I am at Accrington though. Um, That's an interesting ground to go to, that is. That's a proper league one day out. Oh, a league two day out, isn't it? It seems like a conference. Apparently the smallest ground in the entirety of the uh of the all the league the league teams five thousand yeah. I think but we've got about two two and a half thousand that's mental yeah when it's yeah. windy you think the place is going to fall apart there it's hilarious <laughs> sounds like my kind of ground they're, they're a good side I know I've heard that and it's kind of worrying in a way I don't want to go down and stand and see us get beat but there's my there's my Premier League snobbery coming in we're League One stop invading the bloody pitch. <laughs> oh but good, good to speak again joe so quickly as well yeah i'll speak to you for the for the third game shall i when's yes that, when coming, when that oh is. probably next week at this rate yeah yeah probably. imagine if it was a checker trade jesus christ <laughs> i know no, um... was, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> but uh good catching up i hope you have a really bad saturday again um hope you, you hate the entire day um but thanks for checking in mate look after yourself no worries. Good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, sure. You as well, mate. Well, that was a bit different because we spoke about Walsall all last week. So we, I feel like we know about Walsall. Um, I just thought it'd be better to have Joe on, who was great last week and had a lot of fun with Joe. Uh, had a bit of a crack with him, a bit of crack with him over the match and stuff like that on Saturday. Really cool guy. Um, knows the stuff about Walsall. Good laugh. 
And uh, yeah, so Walsall again on Saturday. Really enjoyed yesterday's win against Barnsley, which I got to go down. Definitely 100% have broken my duck of uh, not seeing something. When I actually haven't seen us lose this season, I'm touching wood as I say that. So yeah, I'd like to get a win in the cup against uh, Walsall on Saturday. I'd like to kind of, I'd like to beat them because I thought they were a bit niggly on Saturday and that kind of annoyed me. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm cheery, I'm happy. I'm loving watching what we're watching at the moment. Loving watching Aidan McGeady, uh, loving just the entire demeanour around the club is just brilliant. It's an absolute pleasure to to write about the club, to do these podcasts and to do the player interviews. And I'm just, just loving being a Sunderland fan again, and I'm sure you are too. Thanks for checking in. I'm sure that you, you feel like checking in more this season than last season. I certainly feel like doing it more this season than last season. And uh, as I said in the article I wrote yesterday, it feels like I've got the club back. Um, it feels like it's Sunderland again, doesn't it? Enjoy your weekend. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.